Good morning, guys. Here we go again. We are back at it on this fine, fine day. Thank God we get another shot at this. All right, let's get started. Uh, this week we'll be discussing marriage. Let's start with the fact that we are talking about marriage as defined by the Bible and accepted by the church 50 years ago for this series. Uh, that's the definition that we're working with. We can address all the other stuff some other time. St <laughs> all right, we're already off to a great start here. Statistically speaking, we are waiting until later in life to get married and fewer men are actually getting married. Part of this is due to the high usage of pornography, and another part of this is due to unrealistic expectations. We're going to deal with the first one first. If you are using porn, you need to stop. You need to deal with this. Sin first and put in place guardrails and support system to keep you from it until you put this sin to death. Yes, it needs to be taken seriously. You have no idea the damage that you are doing. And so you need to get this taken care of. You need to figure this one out. Yes, we can help. We are willing. Um, I am one who has been freed from this struggle. Not that there's not temptation. There will always be temptation. Uh, but uh, we need you to be freed from this. You need to do the hard work to put this sin to death. Next up, we need you to get married. Your struggle with porn is a good indicator that you are not being called to live a single life like Paul. You need to take what God is doing in your life seriously. You need to be taking this threat, this toying with sexual sin, sexual immorality, seriously. God does. So if you are not addressing this, get to work on this, okay? This is a rebellious sin. This is a, um, uh, it's like a cancer. It eats away at all that God has created. It takes something very good and it twists and turns and corrupts so much in your life. You cannot see it right now. If you are struggling with pornography, you do not know how messed up you've become. You do, know, you do not know the damage that you are doing and so I need you to hear me, and I need you to take it seriously. You need to get free of this. You are going to have to be the one that does the work. You are going to be the one that has to decide no more. We can help you put in place the structures to help, the guardrails to help. We can help you deal with the sin issue at the heart level. But you are going to have to do the work. You are going to have to be the one that steers away from the guardrails. You are going to be the one that has to navigate the narrow path on this. 
All right, next up, we're going to deal with unrealistic expectations. Over the last 50 years, we have really messed things up. We have done a terrible job of raising men and women who know how to be married. Now, that's not necessarily to say that they had it nailed down. This is an unraveling. It was one generation that it did it poorly than the, the one before them, and then it got even worse and even worse and even worse, and here we are today. We have done a terrible job of raising men and women who know how to be married. We decided to give them poor examples by our own sinful actions. As a society, we pushed things into the realm of rebellion against God by saying men are not needed in the house. The message could not have been made more clear than when we set up some of our social programs that increased the amount of support when the man was not in the home, and thus encouraging more men to leave the home and discouraging women from being married, which increased single parents and households of kids being raised up with no example of what a marriage looks like. Definitely not a good marriage. Secondly, our home, our own, sorry. Secondly, our own embracing of divorce. And then the choice to live single. That is for Christians specifically. Both of these led to single-parent homes. Next, we have marriages that barely hung together, but were terrible examples of how to, be, how to be married. Don't get me wrong. That was the better option. Because at least that way, you got the influence of both the man and the woman on the children. They got to see some of the interactions. It may have been a terrible example, but nevertheless, it was an example. But you take these three, and you have the majority of the training most young men and women have received on marriage, and you wonder why we have such a low marriage rate, such a high divorce rate, and that marriage is being pushed later and later into life. Here is the reality. If we are going to get back on track with the training up of Christian young men and women, it will take men leading the way. It will take men to stay in the battle. So, for the single man, unless singleness is a clear call from God on your life, I need you to start the work on getting ready to, be, to lead in marriage and I need you to get ready for marriage. And so when you look around at the young women around you, I need you to be going to the place where you are going to find a Christian woman who has been trained up in how to be a Christian wife. So the likelihood that you're going to find her at the local bar or the, lo uh, the, the nearest dating app is very low. But the likelihood that you're going to find her at a church, much higher. So when you think about your friends who are trying to set you up, are they your friends from church? From the church that you are currently in? A part of the community 
you have already joined. If you committed to the church, joined that church because of what they believe and how they live it, then the likelihood of you finding a wife there that believes the same things is much higher than anywhere else you look. And so when you think about the priorities for marriage, for a successful marriage, it matters less what she looks like. It matters more who she reflects. And so if there is a Christian young woman there who is walking the narrow path, she is following Jesus, she is a living example, a living reflection of a godly woman, you have found the one that you're supposed to follow, or follow, you have found the one that you're supposed to pursue. For the men that are married, I need you to really buckle down on this, on your marriage. This is the area that has the most risk of damage to you and everything you have built. The most risk to your kid's future. You need to be guarding your marriage more than you are guarding your position at work. I need you to take this role seriously. I need you to be studying your role in the marriage, how to lead your wife, how to deal with topics that typically you don't want to deal with. How do you lead well when you have had poor training, when she has had poor training? How do you give hope to a marriage that is struggling? How do you lead the way? in finding that hope and figuring out how to deal with some of the issues that you guys have going on. How do you lead the way through dealing with those issues? I need you guys to understand this. I need you to understand that you are not building your version of the perfect marriage. You need her insight. Because if she's bought in to the vision of what your marriage looks like, the chance of success for both of you goes up. Now, it's not just her vision of the marriage. You have to lead this. You need her input into it. And so I need you to be taking this stuff seriously. I need you to be leading it well. I need you to be studying her. You are married to her before God. This is God's daughter that you are married to. Take this seriously. He does. I need you to be pursuing her. After all the years, after all the hurt, after all the wounds, after all the issues, I need you to get back up, dust yourself off, and pursue her more. I need you to do it again and again and again. This is how you fight for your marriage. This is how you fight to give your family the example of what it takes to be married. 
All of this takes effort. It takes study. It takes working on yourself before God. It takes you removing sin from your heart with God. It takes refining who you are as a man, seeing that you are following the example that you were given, deciding to take a new path and follow Jesus on what he did, what he looks like as a husband, as a father, and becoming more and more like him and less and less like your earthly father. As good of an example as he may have been, he is not the perfect example. And so I need you to follow the path that Jesus has given. I need you to pursue him as your only hope in this life and the next, in the moment to moment, and the only hope for your marriage, for your example to your kids. So as you head out today, I want you to figure out one way today that you can pursue your wife. I want you to figure out how you need to be refined to be a better husband. If you guys don't have a shared vision of what your marriage will look like in the future, what are you both working towards? Let's talk to our wives about that today. All right, you guys, I think that's all for this morning. Thank you guys for listening. Let's get out there and make the most of it. Have a great day.